and we're back welcome to the third episode of the filet podcast i apologize for not getting out this episode a little bit sooner um stuff kind of gets in the way sometimes in you know in terms of life and everything like that so um hopefully this should be dropping uh sunday morning for a little early sunday morning podcast um just want to say very quickly i'm gonna be saying this a lot um throughout the process of all these podcasts i'm dropping but the support that I've seen on both Spotify and SoundCloud you know, has been insane. Uh, so I just want to say very quickly, you know, shout out to everybody uh, for showing that support. Um, you know, the outpouring, you know, of kindness and just um, the enthusiasm of people enjoying the podcast and everything like that as well. Um, and like I said, too, if you guys have any ideas that you guys want to see for the podcast and everything like that, I am always game. Um, it's really cool to kind of be able to drop something and you know, have people listen to it and everything like that so uh, if you guys are on soundcloud or spotify be sure to hit that follow button because like i said it definitely helps and if you're joining the podcast and everything like that show that support as well as if you are on soundcloud uh if you still are liking the video and you're following along like the video as well and repost it because like i said every little piece helps and we're trying to get bigger and better on this podcasting space so let's continue that growth and um hopefully uh i can do big things and be able to kind of share it with y'all uh, with all that being said, though, today's episode, uh, I kind of hinted on it, you know, last week. The next episode I wanted to do was kind of a little bit of a story time podcast. And today's podcast is going to be uh, about being a light, uh, the life in the military, basically. Um, now, before you ask, no, I am not in the military. Uh, but for some of you that are listening to this right now, some of you guys know that I'm actually uh, the son of a retired United States Marine. Um, my dad was in the military for, I believe, about 18 years. And, uh, so, I mean, I was, I guess they call it a military brat, I think is what they call it. So I was kind of a dependent in there for, you know, f- from what I can remember, about 12 years or so. Um, but yeah, you know, the first thing, just to kind of get into it, you know, the first thing I think of when I think of the military is obviously it's perspective, but a lot of people, when they think of the military, they think of, you know, the servicemen and women on in the armed forces, people that are on the front lines and all that. But for me, the the first thing I think of is the families that are at home, you know, while these people are serving the country, you know, just because from my perspective, you know, I was a son, you know, the Anthony's Marine, I was at home, you know, with my little brother, with my mom, everything like that, while everything was going down. And, you know, I think that the thing about this video is I don't know if there's going to be like a set, um, there's not like a set transcript or anything like that. I'm just kind of going to be rolling off the tongue. But the biggest thing here is I want to be talking about the pros and the cons kind of of being a kid in the military. And I think the the biggest pro that you can think of off the bat is also a con in a sense, which is the amount of travel that you do. Um, you know, as a as a military kid, you definitely move around a lot. And I think in my in my case, and like I said, I think everybody's is different depending upon what branch you're in and obviously what the service member in your family does in the military. But uh, from my perspective, you know, we moved around, you know, quite a bit. Um, you know, I think it was about once every three years or so for quite some time that we were moving around. And the number one thing as a kid is that it's super cool to be able to travel around. You know, literally, uh, my dad would get orders to move somewhere else. And about a month or two, you know, we're moving. And, uh, you know, everything's packed up, ready to go. You know, it's paid for by... Um, by, by the government, the whole movie is paid for by the government. Um, granted, you know, they bring in the movers and everything like that. Don't expect your stuff. 
to get to the other location uh, in terms of just in its utmost safety. There's a lot of stuff that was always broken every single time we wanted to move because we weren't really handling it ourselves. There was just people that would come in and move everything. But the biggest pro of moving was obviously you're getting all over the country. You're being able to kind of see all these cool things. And, you know, as you do get older, you kind of do appreciate that because of the fact that it's like you had a, you've been able to kind of see things and experience things at an utmost level. Like the the only con of, of traveling in itself and road trips is that like you're stuck in a car for eight hours a day or even sometimes more. And for me, that wasn't always so bad, but to the dismay of my parents, it was terrible because, you know, when you, when you put, you know, two kids in the backseat of a car that are like 15 months apart, you know, I have a younger brother. So, you know, I was sitting there, you know, he would say something stupid. I'd punch him in the stomach. If you have a little brother, you understand. Uh, it's all love, though. Shout out to my little bro. But, you know, after those car rides get a little too long, you know, you start to get a little agitated. So, you know, me and my brother start bickering in the back. And, you know, that's when the, the typical, you know, my mom comes in there. And she's like, if y'all don't stop it right now, I'll turn this car around. And then, you know, in my head, you know, I'm a smart ass. So, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, you realize that we can't really go back, right? So we kind of have to keep moving forward. And she's like, you know what? You just cost yourself McDonald's. And I was like, mm -hmm. I'm like, come on, mom, you're kidding, right? Like, come on. Like, I, and, you know, we didn't get to McDonald's. We had to have ham and cheese sandwiches at the rest stop. Because I was an idiot. But shout out to the moms, though. You know, she, I was a pain in the ass during those road trips, though, for real. But most of the time during those road trips, it was super cool. Like, I was being able to kind of listen to music, everything like that. I was listening to, you know, Get Rich or Die Trying on repeat by 50 Cent. And the Forever Edition by Chris Brown on repeat the entire time. Just my head kind of stuck against the window watching the road and just watching time by, you know, going past and everything like that. But, you know, those, those trips were super fun. But I think there's a huge downside to those trips as well. And the biggest thing is, especially when you're moving every three years, the biggest problem that kind of occurs is that since you're moving to a whole different city, a whole different state, a whole different location, you kind of, you have to say a lot of goodbyes. There's a lot of goodbyes when you're in the military. And it's not always see you later, too. The, the the biggest thing about the military is that there's no guarantee that you're going to come back. So once you're gone, you, you might be gone forever. And, you know, it, it takes a toll on you. Because, you know, the first couple of moves, it's like, okay. <laughs> like, you know, um, I'm sure we'll connect sometime, right? And you don't really get used to it. So it's kind of like, you know, as a kid, when you know, I lived in California, we, you know, I left in the first grade. And, you know, I can remember like about two years, I remember kindergarten and everything like that as well. And, you know, it was very emotional. And then, you know, we moved to North Carolina and everything like that. And I was like, oh shit, like, you know, I like it here. And, you know, you, you make all these close friends, close relationships, everything like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you come home one day from school. And this is exactly how it goes. You know, there's really not an easy way to go about it. But, you know, you just come home from school one day and your, your dad comes home and your your mom's like, hey, I'll sit down on the couch, boys, all this stuff. And, you know, they're like, okay, well, we got PCS. Now, if you don't know what PCS means, PCS basically means that uh, it's kind of like a change of station, right? In the military, it's kind of like, all right, well, we're going we're gonna to move you stations. We're going to move you air bases. Um, could be within the same state or it could be on the other side of the country, which it ended up being. 
And, you know, in my head, you know, I'm like, this is BS. I'm like, I don't want to fucking move. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is cheeks. Like, this is shit. Because in my head, you know, I'm like, well, I know we can move any given time, but it's like, do I really want to? And obviously, when you're in the sixth grade, you know, you can't just sit there and be like, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to stay. Like, you can't pay a mortgage. You know what I mean? You're not going to be able to, like, your mom's not going to let you be like, all right, well, you know, uh, you know, I, I know the Joneses down the street, so, uh, you know, it's cool. You could, you could stay with them, but yeah, you know, and it, it's, it's emotional. You know, we came, we came here, to Arizona, and everything like that, and like, I think as soon as I got here, you know, the biggest thing, if if you've ever lived in the East Coast and you moved to the West Coast, it's very much a culture shock. Everything is completely different, and when you're a kid, right, who's going to a brand new school in a brand new city in a brand new state, and practically a brand new region of the world, right? Because if you've ever been to the East Coast or ever stayed there for a long period of time, you will, even as a kid, you will recognize the differences. Like when I moved from North Carolina to Arizona, I had no idea what the hell Hot Cheetos were. Like I went to school and a couple of homies were like, hey, yo, we're gonna go to Circle K and get some Polar Pops and some Hot Cheetos you're trying to roll with. And I was like, I was like, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I was like, the fuck are you talking about? Hot Cheetos? Like, Cheetos aren't hot, bro. You know what I mean? Because I was so used to just the the, uh, the regular, you know, snack pack Cheetos, <laughs> which at, now looking back on, they're grimy as hell. Like, yeah, if I were to get Cheetos, be those like the limon Cheetos, shit's just fire. But it's a huge culture shock. And I think as a kid, though, it's it's hard to adapt. And I think the biggest thing for me was I was introverted heavy as a kid. Like, when I first moved here, I didn't want to make any friends. And the reason for that was because, like, as long as my dad was in the military, technically speaking, like, well, not technically speaking, but in a practical standpoint, I was in the military, right? So with that being said, my dad can get orders any given any given notice. And the biggest thing about that is, like, there's nothing that you can do about it. Because like I said earlier, I can't just be like, all right, well, you guys are going to get orders? I bet. Y'all take it easy. I'm staying here. I'll see y'all when I see y'all. You know, whenever your dad gets orders, you'd be lucky to get that months in advance. You'd be lucky to get that six months in advance. You'd be super lucky. You know, like the few times I can remember, I mean, we were given a few months. And there's, and to be quite honest with you, there's nothing that you can really do in a, whole, in a few months. You know, especially if you live in a house and everything like that. Like you're taking your time and you're getting your plans in order. In those few months, yeah, you're saying goodbyes, but at the same time, you have to pack up your house. You're setting up everything for the new school system. Um, you are setting arrangements for your new living situation. Um, you know, you're going to have, like, we had yard sales because obviously we weren't going to take everything. There's stuff that we weren't going to need. Um, and in North Carolina, I think my parents owned a house as well, so they were trying to figure out what the hell was going on with that. And obviously, as a kid, you know, I don't, I'm not responsible for selling the house or you know, getting ready for new school arrangements and all that stuff. So, you know, I was still operating as business as usual. And to be honest with you, there was days where I forgot that we were moving. But, you know, the move happened and everything like that. It was emotional as hell. My best friend at the time came to the cribbo. You know, we chilled out for a little bit. And, you know, I think we just knew, like, because his dad was also in the military. So, like, when we moved again, like, you just the kids just knew it was a part of the business. Like, oh, shit. Like, you know, because every kid at the school that was in the military was like, Felt the same exact way. Like, shit, we could move at any given notice. 
and nobody was surprised. Like when I would tell my class, hey, yeah, I'm not going to be joining y'all next year. I'm moving. Like, you know, it's a, it's a little emotional, but everybody's like, you know, it's a part of the business. There's nothing you can do. Which is weird because it's like, you know, fifth graders saying all this stuff. But yeah, you know, moving takes a toll on you. You know, like I said, traveling is cool. You know, I was able to, you know, have hobbies when I was a kid in terms of like having an atlas. And if you don't know what an atlas is, it's kind of like a, uh, it's just a map that you could buy. You know, it's like a book, like a, a really big book, and it contains all the states and all that stuff. And, you know, the road systems, has the interstates, the highways, the, the toll roads, the whole nine, rest stops. And I was always into that shit. Like right now, like because of the traveling that I did so much as a kid, I can tell you how to get from, you know, Phoenix to Chicago, just off straight interstates. And I, I can tell you every major city along the way for the quickest route to get to Chicago. Which is like a talent that's really rendered useless <laughs> nowadays with like, you know, GPSs, TomToms that were pretty big at the time as well. Um, but, you know, with Apple Maps, Google Maps, like, analysis rendered unnecessary unless you just fuck with the aesthetic unless you're just that guy who rents an rv and jams to life is a highway by rascal flats then like <laughs> then you're not going to use an atlas but uh the i mean actually no the atlas would be clutch if there's like a zombie apocalypse or something like that that uh that atlas would be clutch and my expertise would be much needed but yeah you know I moved to Arizona and everything like that, and I was heavily introverted, like I was saying a little bit ago. And the biggest reason for it was because in my head, like, when I moved again, I was like, bro, this is BS. Like, what's the point of me making friends, right, if I'm just going to sit there and have to move again and have to deal with that heartbreak, that sorrow, all that shit? And especially, too, as you get older, that frustration mounts, right? The tension mounts. Because when you're in, you know, elementary school or early middle school, it's kind of like, you know, it is what it is, right? But once you get older, you start to understand how BS the process is, like how, how like, a dependent, in my case, was low-key kind of mistreated. You know, you're, you're, there's no consideration, you know, because it's not like, it's not like my dad had no kids and no wife. It wasn't, you know, he had a whole ass family at home. And I feel like for me, like the military kind of did a really piss poor job at that. There's squadrons that I'm aware of that um, actually don't do deployments as well, which we'll kind of get into a little bit later in this episode. Um, so there were some squadrons that were like trying to be considerate, but for the most part, they didn't give a fuck. They didn't. They were like, oh, you have two kids and a wife? All right, we'll send you uh, three states away. Oh, shit, you have five kids, three dogs, uh, a cat and, and a wife and a grandma living at home that you guys take care of? You know what? We're gonna send you to we're gonna send you to Germany. <laughs> we're gonna make this trip as hard as possible for you. Like that's kind of how I felt, you know. And that's and I'm not the only one. But like I said too, experiences differ because I think there's some dependents in the military that can kind of tell you that their experience was great. They had no, they had zero issues, zero problems. Everything's going down. But for me, I was like, this is BS. You know, and I think. Because like I said, I mean, I think it really does hinder childhood development because I think for me specifically, like I really wasn't happy with being a military kid once I got older. I was like, bro, just let it stop. Because in my head, like, you know, there was after the third year of me being in Arizona, I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a little comfortable because it's like, you know, usually you move every three years at this point, right? 
That's kind of how my life has worked up to this point. So I was like, you know what? This is it. We're staying here. You know, I talked to my parents and they're like, yeah, you know, it's looking like that. So, you know, I start taking my life, you know, and I, I start kind of, I'm chilling out for a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm chilling out for a little bit, you know, because I was acting a fool for at least a few years because I was like, this is BS. Like, I will not stop acting a fool high key until we either stay here or we move to a permanent place until you get out. And, you know, I talked to my parents about that after the third year that we were there. We were like, are we staying here? And, you know, my parents were like, you know, it's looking that way. So, you know, a lot of tension kind of left my body for a little while. And, you know, I go to school, I was chilling, all the homies were cool. And then I come home one day, I was like ninth grade at this point. And mom was like, or my dad was like, yeah, you know, we might be moving. Like, I, you know, I was like, I overheard my dad talking to my mom. And I was like, bro, what the fuck? Like, I was like, bro, are y'all kidding me right now? <laughs> and I didn't have, I didn't really bring it out to my parents, but I was like, bro, this is BS. Like, all this work that I've put in, you know, to manufacturing a happy lifestyle here in Arizona. It just, at that moment, I was like, bro, did I just do this all for nothing? It's just going to happen again. So, you know, I went back to kind of being introverted a little bit. I would go to school. I was quiet. Like, I wanted nothing to do with anybody. Like, you know, I'd smile and shit like that. But the the smile was just like there. It was just like telling everybody, I bet, like, I'm good. But, like, I'm pissed. I'm agitated. You know, and it, and honestly, like, it really took a toll on that development because it's like, there's a lot of stuff I didn't do. There's a lot of stuff I didn't try. There's a lot of stuff that I didn't attempt when I was younger because of the fact that I was like, well, I'm moving. So what's the fucking point? Um, but yeah, you know, it really wasn't until like my junior year. Cause I think my dad retired. Let's see. I think he retired my sophomore year of high school. So that was about, what, six years ago up to this point? Almost seven? Damn. When I graduate high school, I graduated 16. Damn, it's 2020. Oh, my God. I've been in, I've been out of high school longer than I've been in. I know 22 is not old, but that makes me feel old as fuck. <laughs> uh, it's only downhill from here, right? But anyways. Yeah, no, I think my dad retired when I was in 10th grade. So my sophomore year of high school. And then it really wasn't until like my junior year, probably like late junior year where I was like happy. Like I flipped a switch and it was probably like from 11th grade on, it was straight up positive vibes. And um, I think the reason for that was just because my... My family finally found stability. There was stability, you know. And when I'm when I was a kid, like right now, I'm probably I joke around a lot for sure. But these last two years of my life have probably been the happiest of my life. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, obviously being in Phoenix is cool. Kind of having your own space is nice. But not only that, but it's like, you know, I have a job here in Phoenix, so like, I can pretty much dictate my life now. You know what I mean? Because when I, especially during the pandemic and everything like that, when I graduated, like the biggest thing was like trying to find a job. And that job, I was, dude, I was applying in like three different cities. Like I was fully prepared. And I actually had a job basically lined up in Chicago. Like I was going to go to Chicago at that point. 
and you know COVID hit everything like that lost the opportunity um but i was also looking at like other towns like i think seattle was another place i was looking at um and then um texas texas what i was looking at too and i almost i almost kind of went over to texas because there was this company that I was looking at um that was also hiring in chicago and they were like we have a spot in austin um, which is like if you don't know austin austin is like the capital of texas i think yeah and i almost moved there but like at the end of the day i kind of looked at the job more and i was like do i really want to move to texas like is that the move that i really want to make like if i'm moving out by myself to another state with no help at the get-go is texas really the spot that i want to go to at the moment and i was like nah i don't really want to go to austin houston's cool though i wouldn't mind going to houston but austin at the time and austin is developing now so maybe it was a bad call but I'm happy with the job that I have now, so I'll hold off. But, yeah, you know, I think as a kid, you crave stability. You know, it was the one thing I've always wanted as a kid. And I think the reason why I've been the happiest the last two to three years, you know, of course, there's stuff that's, that's a life that, you know, gets in the way and stuff. Um, and you're not always going to be 100% happy. But for the most part, I mean, I've been happy as hell. And the reason for that is because of that stability. Like, I'm at a point in my life now where, obviously, I graduated college. I can dictate in my life. I can dictate my life again. I can choose to go and leave as I please. You know, I can stay in Phoenix for 20 years. I can move in from Phoenix in two years. You know, which is super cool to be able to do. And that was something as a kid where I was like, am I ever going to achieve that? And I think even as a kid, like I sat there, even as like a young teen, I was like, if I can get a job or, you know, I could stay in one place for even a little bit and not have to be told to relocate or not have to be told to leave, I made it. Now, granted, though, at this point, my goals are different now that I've achieved them. Like I've achieved childhood dreams, I guess. Because, like, you know, some people wanted to be, you know, an astronaut when I was a kid. Some people wanted to be... A paramedic other things like that for me i was like i just want to make money and chill and like stay in one place <laughs> which is like i don't think it's something that as a kid you should be like thinking of really and that's that's really nobody's fault i mean i i think the military is a very interesting dynamic especially if you have a family and i think some families do great at managing it and i think some families you know don't do great and it's tough too because you don't always have that experience that's always something that kind of just develops and I think the next thing I want to get into about the military is deployments. Um, if you don't know what a deployment is, basically, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's essentially just uh, when the service member, you know, um, gets shipped out to any part of the country that's not where you live. Um, now, deployments can be both domestic and international, right? So, um, like, let's say in North Carolina, my, my dad got sent to Florida for six months uh, to do trainings and stuff like that. Or he would come out to, to Yuma, and they would do trainings over there as well. I think it was called like WTI or something like that. I think is what it was called. I don't know what it stands for, though. Don't don't quote me on that. And there's also the international ones, which kind of can get a little more scary. That's when, you know, you go on a boat. You know, you may be in uh, enemy territory, I guess, enemy waters or hostile waters. Um, you can go Iraq, Afghanistan, all these other places. And... For these deployments, I mean, for some people, these deployments were three months, depending upon the mission and what was intent. And then for others, like, I mean, I had a friend that had a, his, his dad was gone for 
I think at one period of time, and I spoke about this with him a couple weeks ago, actually, his dad was gone for 13 months once, 13 months. And then he came back for four and then he left again. So it's like, damn. And I think at one point I was a kid, not nearly as bad in terms of 13 straight months of being gone. Cause you can't really imagine kind of, especially at a young age, like kind of what that does to your psyche. But I think there's one point where my dad was like doing six months on six months off type of thing. So he'd be deployed for six months. And like I said, it could be anywhere, domestic, international. And then he would come back for six and then do it again for another six. And this kind of goes back to the childhood development thing because the biggest thing as a kid, I think that's important for a kid. And I'll stand by this. I don't plan on having kids. I'm going to keep it a buck. But, you know, I've been saying a lot of contradictory stuff for the last, how old am I, 22? Yeah, the last 22 years of my life. So, you know, it's always tough. <laughs> but, you know, I don't really plan on having kids. But if I were to have kids, I think the one thing I would want for them is have stability. Traveling is always nice. But if you're traveling, I want to be able to come back home instead of having to leave home to go create another one. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to go to Cancun for a week. Shout out TC. <laughs> Stupid ass. But, um, yeah, like, I want to be able to vacation with my kids, but then come back and have them be in the same school, have the same friends, all this other stuff, you know? Um, and especially when you're in a household where somebody's coming and going as they please, and it's not just somebody. It's not like an older brother. It's not like a younger sister. Um, an aunt, it's your dad, right? So he'd be gone for six months and everything like that. And, you know, it takes a while to get used to not having him home, right? So maybe a couple months or so, you know, and you realize, all right, well, it's just me and my mom, my little brother. And like I said, shout out to my mom, bro, because there was that one point too where she was working. Like she'd be volunteering at the schools and everything like that. And, you know, like I said, I was a pain in the ass when I was a kid. You know, like I said last episode, I think the one – the one, the biggest accomplishment of my life was never, like, was never going to jail. And I was being dead ass about that. Like, I was doing a lot of stupid shit. A lot of stupid shit. And, you know, you could attribute that to a lot of stuff, you know. Um, but that was my, that was my foolish ass mistakes. And my mom was kind of the one that had to deal with those because my dad was not there. Right? So the biggest thing would be, all right, he's gone for six months. So it's legit just me, my brother, and my mom that's it maybe the occasional help rolls through but it was rarely seen just because of the fact that you know we were kind of we were like five or six states away from majority of our family members so you know outside of maybe family friends that would come through or maybe people at school there really wasn't much else and you know i think the military also did have like there was times where you know we, we would be able to go on base and they would have like these like get-togethers for the squadron um and the squadron is just like where the Marines work. Every Marine has like a signed squadron that they show up to that they work for and everything like that. And sometimes these squadrons would like hold events. It was basically just like the spouses would hold events for not only the spouses, but for also the kids. So they can kind of like get a distraction from the home life. You know, you'd be able to go over there and all that stuff. And, you know, that happened quite a bit. But even then, when I was like 13 years old, I think my mom dragged me to one one time on a Thursday night and I showed up and it was just like a bunch of little kids doing arts and crafts. And I was like, mom, bro, I'm like... <laughs> 
I was like, no disrespect whatsoever, bro. But I'm 13, bro. It's Thursday night. I'm trying to play COD with the boys. You think I'm going to try to like bond with people that are in similar positions with me through arts and crafts? You're bugging. And that's another thing that we'll kind of get into is kind of just the, the, the treatment towards dependence. But, you know, like I was saying before, before my ADHD always kicks in, is that, you know, it, for one point in time, it's six months on, six months off. And it's kind of like that for a lot of people sometimes, you know, more specifically in the Marine Corps. And what that kind of does to you is, you know, you kind of get used to not having a dad. And then your dad comes home and it's still kind of the same pattern, right? where the adjustment period could be very tough because, you know, he'll come home, second day's home. He'll try to, like, tell me what to do. And in my head, I'm like, bro, like, you don't know how shit works around here. <laughs> if anything, bro, you need to sit down and listen to me because you've been gone for six months. I don't care you're 20 years older than me, right? And I was like, dude, and this was real shit, though. This was shit that I was saying. I was being disrespectful as hell. You know, looking back on it, obviously, I apologize and everything like that. But in my head, I was like, bro, like, no disrespect, but I'm, I was 13. I'm the man of the fucking house when you're gone. You know what I mean? Like, and hey, for those who knew me as a kid, too, I was an angry fucker. So, like, I was, somebody's ass was going to get kicked. You know, whether I got my ass beat or not, we were fighting. And I told my dad, I was like, bro, you haven't been here in a minute. Like, you need to kind of, like, you need to kind of relax and kind of get to get the vibe of the place because you've been gone for six months so you know um that's what occurred but you know after you because i think usually when you get off from a deployment you usually have like a week off or something like that. they'll give you a few days off very generous <laughs> they should have more than a week off they should have like a couple months off for sure um, especially if you have kids especially at a younger age like that but yeah um you know, like a week off, some bullshit like that. And then, you know, once that week's off, you know, he goes back. You know, he's working from, he's working from like seven to six, you know, and all this stuff. And, you know, for me as a kid, it was like, all right, well, I go to school during the entire day. I come back. Now, when I come back, either A, I'm doing homework or B, I'm chilling with a few friends. I come back home if I'm chilling with a few friends. I eat dinner. And then, you know, he's home for dinner. <laughs> and, you know, he gets home from dinner. After dinner, you know, at this point, I'm either I'm either reviewing the game for a little bit, I'm doing homework, or I'm doing some type of chore, or I'm getting ready for bed. Right? And that was like that throughout the entire week. And then the weekend, it was kind of the same concept. The weekend was like, you know, we might be able to do something as a family, but even then. And we always try to, like, push those narratives when he came back just so we can kind of reacclimate him. But then it was just like in my head, I was like, once again, you know, with this introverted shit, I was like, what's the whole point when, and this was kind of me being a hard ass kid too. But in my head, like after a few times of this occurring, like this whole sequence occurring, I was like, bruh, like you're just going to leave again. So what's the point of me getting it reattached if you're just going to, if she's going to dip. So there was really no point in that. And the military, the reason why I kind of didn't fuck with them, especially in a family aspect, was because they kind of knew that you had kids at home. Um, and I'm not too sure the leniency of it. Like, I don't know if my dad could have just been like, hey, yo, knock it the fuck off. Like, let me, like, put me in a new squadron or give me some type of assigned order to a point where I don't have to do what I'm doing. Um, but I think, obviously, the younger you are, the tougher it is to kind of do. Like, you'd have to be a vet vet, I feel like, to do something like that. But I don't really know, like, the ins and outs of decision-making in the military. 
but in his case, I thought it was absolute BS. And there was also people that I knew that were in similar predicaments. And kind of going online too, kind of trying to prepare for the video and everything like that as well, or for this podcast, there was obviously there was obviously kids that didn't move around a lot and their dads didn't really deploy. But then there was also like kids that were kind of like me where their dad was deploying constantly or just felt like he was never at the crib. And, you know, that's something that, you know, my dad and I had conversations about a little bit. We know in my early 20s, like when I was 20, 21 years old, you know, it's kind of late to have that conversation, but it was had nonetheless. And it was kind of a difficult one, low key. I think the military can definitely make or break your family, you know, which is why it's always interesting when you come from a military town, I guess, you know, shout out to Yuma. But uh, it's always kind of funny to see, or not funny, but it's interesting to see how, uh, you know, I have friends that have dated Marines, and then they'll they'll break up, and they're like, Marines ain't shit. Marines ain't shit. Or like, they'll, they'll date a Marine and take them seriously. The Marine deploys, and then all of a sudden, it's like, I can't do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, damn, like, I could have told you that. <laughs> like, not to sound fucked up. Or not to sound like ill-willed or anything like that, but and I think some people, and it's kind of the whole purpose of this video, and I'll probably do a future video on it as well if it's requested, but I think the biggest thing is that whenever you're in the military, you have to realize, one, if you have a kid, are you ready to have a kid? Two, are you ready to have a kid in the military? Because having a kid and having a kid in the military are two completely different things. They're two completely different ballparks because you're going to be prepared to be a single, like a single parent for sure. And then not only that, it's also having to deal with the balance of having the the father or the mother whoever the case is the service member coming home leaving coming home leaving coming home leaving and having to deal with that imbalance and i think as a kid too i'm not if i if i was 20 then it's a different conversation and the reason why it's a different conversation is because my mind has developed more and it has allowed me to see clearly or a little bit more clearly cuz you know i'm not there yet <laughs> But because looking back on it, I'm like, fuck, I should have done this, this, and this. Or damn, I I was like, why didn't I realize that, that, and that? Because looking back on it, I was like, bro, like this could have been so much better if it was handled like this. So it kind of sucks realizing that like a decade later that you could have done things differently or you could have told people to do things differently and stuff would have been handled in a much better manner. Um. But yeah, you know, I think to kind of to kind of piggyback off this too. I think the one thing that I, if anything, the one thing that I learned about the military, about being a, a military kid, was just adaptation, right? Like every interview that I do, every job interview that I do, they're like, "What's a what's a what's the number one trait that would describe you?" And I'll be like, "I'm an adapter." And the reason why I say I'm an adapter is because, well, in every single you know town that I moved to, I had to adapt to the culture that was there. I adapted to the people that was there. You know, I wouldn't necessarily go with the word conform, even though it's probably like a similar thing. But you have to adapt to your surroundings. I've moved around so many times to the point where it's like I'm used to moving. And then not only that, but I'm used to like starting off new or starting off fresh. And I think being able to adapt to the new city, because like I said earlier, I don't think people realize how different the United States is. Like... From like rural North Carolina to inner city North Carolina to to the Illinois, like the Midwest Illinois to the big cities to the Cali's to the Arizonas, all that stuff. 
like people don't realize just how different people act and especially you know with my skin color and everything like that which we'll kind of get into that in another episode as well but you're definitely you're honing in so many different skills to the point where it's like even with my job that I currently have I'm talking to people all throughout the country and when I see somebody's from Alabama or if I see someone from Florida or if I see somebody that's from Michigan or from Washington I'm like I know how they talk I know their vibe so I'm gonna like pitch to them using their vibe and that's the typical question where are you from and I'm like I'm from all over the place. I'm a man of the people. <laughs> like, yeah, I was born in a certain location, but I don't consider it to be where I was from just because of the fact that I moved around so many times. So I kind of had to adapt, even as a young kid, of like having to grow up a little bit quicker, you know, doing part to my dad not really being there, having to adapt to a new city, a new town, a new school, new friend groups, all that stuff. And it's definitely taught me valuable skills. You know, it's something that I probably would never, I definitely wouldn't have received if my dad was a carpenter or a, you know, in pest control. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's stuff that I wouldn't have been able to kind of attain as a skill. But, yeah, to kind of continue off that, you know, that's kind of a big pro for me as well. You know, the experiences that were had as a result of traveling and, you know, being able to kind of deal with all that stuff at a young age definitely shaped me to the person that I am today, which... I'm happy that I've dealt with the shit that I dealt with when I was younger, because if I had to deal with that in my 20s, it would have been much worse. So I'm happy to kind of deal with that shit as a kid, you know, when, you know, the only thing you have to do the next day at school is multiplication tables, which I was bomb at, bro, no cap. I was always first in my class, or second. Um, Shout out to, uh, I think it was Brooke. Shout out Brooke. She always killed me. Uh, It was always me versus her. In those uh, in those math competitions, Casey was always like a third, always third place. She was like the uh, the chick hicks of of multiplication tables at my school. But anyways, um, I think the the next biggest thing too is just like I said, I think it's disrespect towards a lot of military dependents. Like the military is obviously aware that you know when you move a service member, that family is coming with them or her, and. You know, the, the, the way that you as a dependent, as a kid in the military, are supposed to acclimate to the new climate that you're in, you know, typically the base has programs. The base will have youth programs, right? So um, could be like a boys and girls club, could be sports, uh, could be, um, like I said, any like activities that couldn't be planned, you know, you'll show up for them because you're going to be kids that are in the same exact situations as you or very similar as or as similar as can get. And they're around the same age as you. So it's like the perfect way to acclimate to the new area that you're in because these people are also be going to the same schools that you're going to. So the thing that I hated the most about these programs wasn't like the people that were amazing. And I kind of, I did some dumb shit over there too. But the people were always cool. Like, uh, the kids were cool. Um, the faculty, everybody, everything like that was kind of putting things together were cool. And it wasn't really up to their control, but every single time the government um, or the VA, whoever was in charge of, like, military funding, you know, was like, 
all right, we have to do some fiscal, we have to do some fiscal budget planning. You know, there's going to be some cutbacks for the new fiscal year. Where are those cutbacks going to go? Let's look at the military. All right, let's look at the military. How much is the spending going for the military? You know, and they're like, we have, you know, X amount of money going toward the new Harriers. All right, yeah, let's increase that. But sir, you know, we need to, we need, we need to lower the money. You know, we need to lower the spending. All right, what other programs we got? Uh, we have youth programs. All right, shut those down. <laughs> shut those down. And it was it was either shut those down or limit the limit the spending. And originally that was the case. You'd limit the spending. And the way that would impact is basically you know for basketball or football you have shorter seasons. Um, for the boys and girls clubs they were open less. You know the hours were condensed. Um, and, you know, there wasn't a lot of more funding since the funding was being taken away. The activities and the money that they were able to spend to kind of keep the kids happy, you know, whether it was to get a new pool table or to take a trip, you know, um, outside the town or um, to do anything cool like that, it was cut. So you couldn't really do it anymore. And um, and then, you know, but that was like the beginning because then, you know, a government shutdown would happen. And as a kid, I didn't know what the hell a government shutdown was. Like, I've learned more about it, obviously, as I've gotten older. But whenever a government shutdown would occur, most government things were put on hold or shut down. And the first things that were shut down were the stuff that the kids would go to. So, you know, the arcades, um, the, the youth centers, the um, the bowling alleys, the movie theaters, um, the pools. Like, the, oh, my God. Especially in Arizona. It, and it was so stupid. Every government shutdown would occur like in June. <laughs> So, like, the hottest month of the year. And it was like, well, you know, the pool's open. Wait, no, it's not. Got you. And um, that, I mean, that's what the whole thing was. Like, and I hated that. And for me, that was a, it's just increased disrespect on military dependence. Because it's like, especially for, especially if you have new people coming in, right? And the youth centers are open for four hours a day practically inaccessible at that point um and all that stuff definitely like it sucks it, it stinks um and i just felt as though like the disrespect that was constantly shown didn't sit right with me but at the time i was like business is business but as i got older i was like fuck that what like these guys suck <laughs> like that disrespect being shown didn't sit right with me and you know you always had celebrities or people in power like whoa like shout out to the military families and all that stuff but as a kid or even as a a son of a retired marine you don't feel that authenticity you know what i mean like when um not to take credit or anything like that but like i said i mean yeah you know spouses and dependents are not serving on the front lines but they're keeping those home lines as healthy as possible so that way, when you come back from whatever it was that you were doing, you're able to come back to a smooth area. You're, you're able to come back and relax and chill and to kind of re, um, not replace, but you're able to reacclimate yourself in an easier manner. Like the transition from going from, you know, war or whatever the case is, going from deployment back to your house the transition to normalcy is easier. And I felt as though, like, the help that the military offered 
was just insincere and just flat out disrespectful at times because they weren't they would not hesitate to take that help away from you if it meant funding the military more or just having to cut a budget those were those programs were always the first things to go and it was it was just laughable Yeah, I don't know though. But I think this video is about forty-five minutes long, so this is definitely gonna be one of the longer podcasts. I think there's a lot of rambling and stuff like that too. But I think being a military kid, just to kind of lay it out, I think if the situation is handled perfectly, I think you're gonna have a great time. But nonetheless, there's always gonna be a con of something, and I think there's always gonna be a pro of something. Like you can look back on the experience. Like for me, it was like being able to travel was cool. And I think the traits that I picked up and was able to kind of further hone in as an adult on, you know, was amazing. Because I wouldn't have gained those traits, like I said, if I was never a part of that military lifestyle. And, I, and as a result of the military too, like, I mean, if my, like I said, if my dad just had a basic job, which like I said before, I have one of those jobs and I love it. But if my dad had any other job, I wouldn't have met the homies that I have now. I wouldn't have met the people that I consider to be my brothers and my sisters now. You know what I mean? Like, I would not be, I probably wouldn't even be doing this podcast. I, mean, I definitely wouldn't be doing this podcast. <laughs> but I wouldn't be living in Tempe right now with the boys. I wouldn't have met people in Yuma that, like I said, I consider to be my family to the day that I die. And I wouldn't have been able to meet all these people that I've met previously, you know, across um, other cities and other towns that I've been to as a result of the traveling. And it's always fantastic to be able to kind of do that. You know, I think there's a long list of cons that I can I can go on and on about. I, this podcast could be four hours long, five hours long if I really wanted it to. But it was it, it was a cool ride. Very bumpy. Very bumpy. It's, it reminds me of like one of those like uh, like the super old roller coasters that were like kind of like mine carts. And you would hit like a pebble or something like that, and it would it would mess up the ride for a couple of seconds, but then it would kind of go back to normal pretty quickly. That's it was a very bumpy road, very bumpy, but a road nonetheless, and it allowed me to kind of be here, be healthy mentally, physically, and to honestly have a good life. You know, it's like, what was the, uh, what's the saying? It's not all about the journey, it's about the destination. And I'm happy with the destination that I had. And I wouldn't have had this destination if it weren't for, you know, my dad being in the military. So there's always a lot of pros that you can kind of look at it, you know. But I think the reason why I kind of want to make this video is just because I wanted to kind of put this out here. Hopefully other military kids kind of see this, both past, present, you know, just because I think it is important to share those experiences. And I think telling people what to expect is also very important from a kid's perspective because let's say you're having a kid right now and you know um, your spouse is in the military and all this other stuff and you're trying to plan like this is me letting you know now there's going to be a lot of bumps especially if you move around a lot it'll be a lot of bumps but they can be handled in a healthier way um but you know with all that being said man just regarding people man just hold on to the memories that you have um you know, cherish the people that are with you now because you just never know when you have to leave them or they're going to leave you. Um, 
but yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, like I said, if you guys made it this far, be sure to like that video. Follow if you're on Spotify or SoundCloud, because like I said, all the help is much appreciated. And the more likes that we get, the more like we're able to get noticed and things like that as well. To just reiterate, bigger and better podcasts is what I'm striving to do. Hope everybody has enjoyed their weekend. Let's finish Sunday off right, because I think this is when it's dropping. And yeah, hopefully see you guys tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your weekend. Let's go in next week with that positive mentality. Let's go kill it. See y'all next time. Peace.